Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod. A look at the Boise State football program, athletic department, and any news in and around Boise State University that would benefit from a further observation, a deeper analysis of where we're at. The spring game came and went. Some comments on that. Plus, what about San Diego State's basketball program? How did they ever build that? And what about the notion that Boise State is no longer the top of the group of five food chain and is losing national traction? Get to all those comments here coming up shortly. You know, the spring game, I think, would benefit from a makeover and a scrimmage atmosphere would be great against the University of Idaho, Idaho State. And that notion is being floated nationally. Uh, it does cut down on injuries. You've got 50% fewer reps you've got an opponent that you're going against so i also believe that in a scrimmage situation uh, there's all kinds of adjustments that would happen you wouldn't have a true winner and loser per se you'd have a lot of different arrangements that are going on ones on ones you know twos on twos threes on threes there's there, there'd be some different things going on there coaches control that anyway and one it'd be very cooperative if the Coach from Idaho State would say, you know, Cody Hawkins would say, hey, uh, I don't have a lot of old linemen. You know, uh, I got to be careful what I'm doing here. They'll adjust to that. They they would do that. So I think the idea that it would be a competitive problem for Boise State to lose to Idaho or Idaho State in a scrimmage uh, is n- not accurate. And there's other bigger schools that are, you know, having a challenge with that, even suggesting in the case of Boise State, for example, that this College of Idaho scrimmage should happen. Well, that could happen too. Uh, why not do some drills where everybody benefits from it? So that, that's just a quick thought. Uh, other than that, I thought there was a lot of excitement around the game. Uh, just looking at all the defensive starters, Shram's out, Washington out, Gums out for Boise State. That would help their run defense. It doesn't take anything away from Genty and what he accomplished. Well, he is going to be a breakout player if he isn't already. Uh, the fact that they have two guys to go to, uh, and it's a position that takes a lot of pounding, and I do think Bush Hamden will be committed to the run game, and I do think they're going to run the football very effectively. And I also believe that when you get Taylor Green as a run number, it really changes things for the defense. That wasn't going to happen in a scrimmage, and that's a big part of Taylor Green's game. So without that play action and him as a run threat, you saw a completely different offense than you'll see in the fall, which I think it's going to be a very strong team and a very strong offense. And that has more to do with the personnel and maybe less to do with this big change at the coordinator position from Dirk Cutter to uh, Bush Hamden. It's nothing against Bush, but let's not look at him as a miracle worker or as the sole person responsible for some total collapse. I, I don't see that at this point. I think they've got a lot of personnel and it's the very smart football man in, in Hamden. So he's going to capitalize on all those things. But, um, you know, Maddox, uh, Madsen, you know, yeah, he's short. Yeah, he threw the ball well. Uh, can he become an effective backup? Well, an effective backup means that he's happy where he's at. He doesn't leave. He knows the playbook inside and out, and he uh, gets some snaps, and he's capable of taking over for a two- or three-game stretch and winning every one of those games. If he can develop into that, I think that's awesome. Is he going to breed out green? I don't see that. Uh, can anybody uh, predict something different? Sure. you know. But in the meantime, I, I don't think there's any threat to green's job, but it's nice to see 
uh, some progress. You know, Tiller has a long way to go. He's got to learn a lot more about how Boise State runs this offense. And, you know, Hamden has his hands full. He's trying to teach green technique. He's trying to install his own version of the offense. And he's got these kids that want to learn. And he's got somebody like Tiller who's just new to college football. So he's got plenty to do and get accomplished. And, and I think it all, it all shows up. Um, you know, Matt, is, I, I took a look at, at Mattson's background and I wanted to understand it a little bit better because I had forgotten some things. I didn't know exactly where American Fork was. It's closer to Provo than Salt Lake City. And uh, that was first just a geographical reference to me. He had thrown 86 touchdown passes his junior and senior year. So he's no stranger uh, to being very successful at throwing the football. So this will come natural to him. This is a winning type of a kid. Uh, it's interesting how he came to Boise State. I checked that out. I'd forgotten about Hauser, who came out of St. John Bosco, committed to Boise State, was a high-profile recruit. There was a lot of hope. And then he decommed when he got an opportunity to go to Michigan State, where he's fighting to be the starter now after redshirting last year. But it was only after Hauser decommitted to Boise State verbally that they jumped on Matson and, and locked him up some 30 days later. And you know, everything else, I guess, is 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 to be determined uh, for both Hauser uh, and Matson. But you know, Michigan State presented a different opportunity to him the schedule, the school, the degree, the area of the country, and all that, of course, and an NIL opportunity. And he's pulling down, I think I read uh, $500 a month uh, minimum with some big mortgage company that's giving every player dough. I don't know how much that had ultimately to do with it, uh, but I'm sure it didn't hurt. And it's those types of agreements that you'd like to see uh, come on. He's got a two-year starter he's trying to beat out, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he does. And it'll be interesting to see if Matson gets on the field. I don't personally think that it's a, a great situation if Green goes down with an injury and they and, and Matson's in there. I do think Green is a kid that can lead them uh, to a New Year's Day six bowl, a group of five championship per se, a Mountain West championship. I think he's got all of those, uh, all of those uh, talent, all that talent, all that potential. Speaking of talent and potential. Have you been to bet online yet? It's the number one source for all your sports betting. If you want to get in on the NBA gambling, you can do that. They have every other play prop and any point that you want to learn about at bet online, the latest odds, the contest, the matchups with the teams, the game trends, it's all at bet online and updated odds. So live games, playoffs for the NBA, right through the NBA championship. This is where you can get it all done, all the information. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So be sure to use our promo code. That's B-L-E-A-V. Just type in believe B-L-E-A-V to get your bonus. BetOnline.ag. This is where the game starts. Uh, one last ad on the Boise State football uh, story. There was a thing out on Twitter, somebody from barstool sports who does a college football uh show there brandon walker i thought was his name who'd bumped around quite a bit when i read up about him as a college football writer and, and ultimately got into barstool and became sort of a college football expert i've never seen him don't watch a lot of it so i couldn't tell you how accurate it is but he said boise state's football program is dead that uh you know the last 15 years they've just not come along and he threw them in there with like virginia tech um and there was some reaction from Boise State fans who wanted to throw out the position that they've 
competed for Mountain West championships. They've won Mountain West championships. They've been to the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, they beat BYU on the road, you know, when they were ranked 10th. Uh, and, you know, you omit that they've lost a lot of Power 5 games uh, just in the last couple of years to the Oklahoma States and in Oregon States. Uh, they lost to Central Florida. And they lost to Nevada at home. And they lost to UTEP. And to me, uh, sitting where I do now here in the Dallas area, you know, it's the extremes that the national media can gravitate towards. They don't have time to follow, nor is their interest enough to follow all 130 some teams. So it's the extremes that they tend to gravitate towards. So the miraculous wins against Georgia or Virginia Tech, which are coming in, you know, condensed four and five year periods of time with the Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl, the TCU Fiesta Bowl, and all that stuff's condensed. It, it, gathers momentum there's a lot of frequency in that kind of campaign if you will with the target being us and the national media well now look at where they're at they haven't been to a new year's day six or bcs type bowl game since 2014 when they beat arizona that's enough of a time of a lapse they're not the the top group of five uh football program a couple of them cincinnati and central florida uh, just took off to the uh, big 12 so even BYU, you could throw in all of this conversation. So it, yeah, has the image uh, slipped from where it was? Sure. Can it come back? Sure. I mean, just look at every other great college football program. I can remember when Alabama sucked, when SC had rough times. Yeah, they may have won a, a Rose Bowl with Ted Toner, but they ultimately started losing and, and didn't get to where they needed to be. So they had to make all kinds of changes. There's a lot of great history uh, of with Boise State football, and if this is their worst, you know, that's pretty damn good. And understandably, though, with the national media, you're going to get a different uh, read on some things because they're not going in depth, and you, you've got to face the facts. You cannot lose these Power 5 games, home or road, and they'd lost to Oklahoma State twice, right? It was a pretty poor loss in Stillwater and pretty narrow loss, unfortunately, for Boise State uh, in Albertson Stadium. They get a chance to turn some of that around and, you know, starting with going into Seattle and beating them with a great quarterback who will be competing for a Heisman Trophy. That's going to be a big time atmosphere. That's a Boise State uh, type of win to happen. You know, speaking of group of fives, uh, the run that San Diego State had into the uh, national championship game for basketball just made me wonder, OK, how did they do that? You know, San Diego State to me was never a, a basketball school. And the city of San Diego was once a very robust professional sports market. It's a bedroom community in some respects to Los Angeles. They like to think of themselves differently, but there's a huge inferiority complex and a lot of other benefits to living in San Diego to Los Angeles. But, you know, at one time, the L.A. Clippers were based there. And you also had the Chargers that were running that town and, of course, the Padres. So it was a significant sports city. And... Here was San Diego State in the shadow of all that pro sports plus uh, UCLA and SC. Where was room for them? Well, out of the shadows of all of this, they decided, and I looked it up, in 1995 to build a $30 million basketball stadium on campus. And they tore down an old football stadium that had been on campus to do all of this. And the Clippers had been gone by 10 years by then. Uh, of course, the Padres were still in town. The Chargers are still in town. So I thought it was quite a gamble by the president at that time. 
they weren't doing anything special at that time. And in, in 90, in the mid nineties, they were in the whack and they were losing basketball games. They, they were under 500 the 10 years prior to committing to building a $29 million building. Okay. And I doubt that $29 million building was built on the backs of 29 boosters, given a million dollars a piece. I doubt I bet they just went into debt and did it. Sometimes that's how the more mature California state system uh, does things. So that's the facility story and the attendance has gone with it as the Clippers have left and uh, every other option in town has changed with the Chargers leaving. It's It's been a different town for that. Steve Fisher comes in and in 1999, San Diego State uh, hires him. They go to the Mountain West Conference. They win five games. Two years later, they go to an NCAA tournament game. But after that, they're bad for three more year, years. It wasn't until 2005 or in 2006 season when they turned it around for good that they were really rolling. So, you know, Fisher had seven years to make that into something. A lot of patience, a guy with a proven track record, a championship at Michigan. Yeah, he got into some trouble that he was deemed responsible, not responsible for, but he did it there at San Diego and they just committed to him. So credit to that. I looked at the... The roster itself and how did they build it up? That team goes about nine deep. And those players were playing anywhere from 16 to 26 minutes. We heard a lot about Boise State's team not being deep. Well, they played six guys that went 16 to 34 minutes. So they had fewer guys playing way more minutes at Boise State. That gives you an example of the depth that San Diego State had. Now, where did they get these nine players from? Well, four of them were transfers from Cal, Seattle, University, Oakland University, and TCU. Five were homegrown guys or older kids who were in fourth and fifth year. Uh, maybe a butler who hit that big shot. Uh, another kid coming from Ghana. The Mensa kid. Uh, another guy coming from Boston. Another kid being recruited from Nebraska. So the lure of Fisher, the lure of Southern California and the proximity to Los Angeles and all that wins out. And that's how San Diego State basketball uh, built itself into an NCAA championship appearance. Are some of those uh, things in play at uh, Boise State with Leon Rice? It sure appears they're on the upswing and ready to really take a, a swing at the at the plate for the fences. And more transfers coming in. It's all positive. Uh, maybe a remodel of uh, Extra Mile Arena. That would be something that is way overdue and could kick out more revenue. I don't know if they'll ever compete in the NIL uh, sweepstakes, so they're always going to be looking for the more mid-major player. And just look at Boise State's uh, track record when they can get four guys on the court who've been there four or five years. That, that's what you want to start looking at, and I think – that's when they can make some great runs, but I look at some tremendous progress to come uh, in basketball. So there's just a few of the items. Rate it, review it, pass it along. I hope you enjoy this in-depth look at Boise State uh, football, and in this case, uh, uh, basketball. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.